0: One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor, and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. Hey, good morning, everyone.
1: Frosty, cold.
0: Yeah, stinking cold. Yeah, what is it? 23 right
1: now. And there's frost falling from the sky.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping uh, next Thursday, which I assume we won't have a podcast because it's Thanksgiving. Oh, Oh, I didn't even think about that. I got to uh, I got to cook some turkeys on my Traeger, and I'm hoping it's not 20 degrees outside. Did you say turkeys like plural? We're doing we're going two smaller ones. Yeah, I I have this theory that a large like a 20 pound bird is you're you're kind of getting into mutton land, you know. uh, (laughs) I know a turkey's not, but I mean, you know, I'd like the smaller. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: I think all three of us. We're doing birds on the Traeger yeah. this year. Yeah. So I don't yeah. want
0: it to be twenty degrees or raining or terrible. You're supposed to send me the goods, dude.
1: I'll smoke that thing in my yeah. living room. I'll pull my tra- <laughs> I'll pull my trigger into my house if I have to. Like with that alder, when you get yeah. alder pellets, that just smells delicious. <laughs> I don't does. care if it's smoking. I've mean, got to fix my trigger, it's down right now, so I'm fingers
2: crossed that I can get it fixed. Yeah, that's oh, nice. I, I think I know what's wrong with it and it should be an easy fix, but it should be.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Anyway. If not, then what? Uh, You'll be at Crispy I'll, Crunchy at the gas station. Nah, I'll, getting, go, I'll just go buy a Traeger. Turkey's <laughs> that good. <laughs> That's <laughs>
1: awesome. Okay.
0: Well, there you
2: go. Um, as exciting as that is, do, do, you, do you have some news to share, David? Yeah. Our,
1: our little girl came. Not our little girl, our granddaughter. So, yeah, serene. It is serene. Peaceful calm. I was
0: almost going with serenade. No, it's serene. Because serenade would work. Yep. It yeah. With the spelling.
1: Yeah. No, they went serene. So. You know, calm. Yeah, yeah. peace. She's yeah. Um, a sweetie, man. Been waiting to meet her for a long time. They still, so. still. In Mama's the... good. Baby's good.
0: They home or still at the hospital?
1: No, they're at home. They came home right away. Her labor was like, uh, like, what'd she say? It was like thirty minutes. Yeah, it seemed like from the time that
2: I saw them on Facebook that they went into the hospital. Yeah, and it's like ten minutes later. Like, oh, we got a baby now. Well, she had like contractions. <laughs> it was quick.
1: She was at our house and she started having regular contractions. She's like, Dad, you got to take me. You know, I'm like, okay. And we're just talking the whole time, joking. She's laughing all the way into the hospital. And then we walked in, checked her in, went into the room. The doctor came in, and that was it. I left. And then we got a call, you know, a couple hours later. He was like, yeah, your your baby's here. So nice. they're both really good. Yeah. Yeah. She was uh, 7 pounds, 2 ounces. so nine, nine, 19.3 inches 19 long. 19-point-something right? yeah. inches long. I remember that. Healthy stats. Yeah. Yeah. Good stats. So. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's awesome. She was at my house this morning. That's kind of why I was late. They came over. She's got a doctor appointment today, so she came over this morning, and the baby was hanging out. So Lincoln's not sure yet. He's kind of he's <laughs> kind of wanting to, to curb stomp her because uh, he's in the, he's in that he's at that age and in that mode anyway. And he's like, "Yeah, we're not doing this. We're yeah, not." It's like I thought the, no world, one's thought the world
0: revolved around me. Who's yeah, that? no, no Who's one's this? exactly. So <laughs>
1: That's awesome. he's, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of learning to do, real quick. So. And then we had him for two days while they were there, because they would not they, they like no matter how quick you have the baby and how well everything goes, they have to hold you for like 24 hours and yeah. monitor the baby. So, right. So we had Lincoln for a couple days. So we're exhausted.
0: I bet yeah. we're
1: not—we're not used to that. <laughs> yeah, but
2: I'm sure you loved every minute
1: of it anyway. That oh, was awesome. We had yeah. a blast. Me and him. So we skateboarded around the house and stuff. So it was fun. <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> Well That's congrats. Cool. Yeah, to you thank and you, your family. Excited yeah. for you guys.
1: Yeah, appreciate all the all the prayers and everything. So
2: everything mm-hmm. yeah. went
1: really well.
0: Yeah. So
2: cool. Hey, yep. Anything going on in your world, Brent?
0: Nothing exciting I can think of. I got nothing. Yeah.
1: Me Mine neither. Brent's yeah. got nothing. Chad, yeah. you got nothing? No. Are you sure? We're pretty sure. You just got drugged like someone spiked you <laughs> I think, yeah, your I think someone Hamlin me we decided this
2: morning <laughs> Hamlin you yeah, and, and if you know what that reference is, then you' you're our people, yeah <laughs> no, I had a day. Um, what was it? was it yesterday
1: Tuesday, Tuesday.
2: yeah, Tuesday, Oh, yeah, t- two days ago, anyway, yeah, I just had the sickness that kind of hit for I don't know eight, about about eight hours. It just knocked me out, and
1: but it was the eye and, thing and, and then that, it was gone that was in, that was the interesting part.
2: Yeah, like my—it's like my eyes—they weren't dilated, but it's kind of like when your eyes get dilated and everything's just super bright. Like things were super bright, and
1: I got, that's the Hamlin part.
2: Right? I got dizzy. Yeah. Uh, had the hives. I lost my voice.
1: Saul Goodman uh, <laughs> slipped him <my> a Mickey. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happened. It's something. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs>
2: got mickeyed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but back in the saddle now.
0: Good. It's good. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, uh, who, anything else going on? I was
1: gonna say something, then I never forgot it's an announcement. So no.
0: Yeah, we don't do those, David.
1: Third Thursday night.
0: I'm sorry, David.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, David, but I'm going to kill you.
2: (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Well, if there's nothing else, should we jump into our topic? Let's jump in. For today? Yeah. Um, When do you guys want to pray?
1: Sure. Lord, thank you uh, for this morning. Thank you as we get to reflect uh, on just the works that you've done and the way that you've done them, God, um, that we would uh, just praise you again and be amazed again at um, at your purposes and your plans and everything, and and we just thank you that we get to do uh, what we get to do, where we get to do it here in 3R and in Lapine, that you've blessed us with these places and with these people, and, and what a privilege and honor it is to serve you and them. So, yeah, thank you for uh, what we're going to talk about, and uh, yeah, we give you the glory for it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
2: Um, so our, our, uh, title today is when churches merge we churches merge. Couldn't think of anything cooler than that or more clickable than that, but, uh, <laughs> it's
0: probably good in light of oh, last, I, last week's title. I thought it was something
2: cooler than
1: that. <laughs>
2: yeah. It was like it, last yeah,
1: week's but, title. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't very
0: cool. Should, should we apologize for last week's title? I don't know. Let's just pretend like it didn't happen to move on. All right. I <laughs> haven't heard
1: anything from anybody. I don't think anybody got it, which is, which yeah. is actually a, a testament to our people. Right. So that They have no idea what it is. <laughs> yeah pretty rad.
2: Anywho, uh, <laughs> uh, most of it, like our people know, but I don't know how many listeners we have that maybe aren't uh, part of our fellowship, but, uh, but we merged churches a few years ago and there's kind of a cool story there. And, uh, I don't think we've ever really like podcasted the story or talked about it on, on this platform. And so we want to talk about that today. Yeah. And, like where did the uh, door
1: lapine come from? Yeah. And how? yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, um, how did we meet? And what do you guys want to kind of recount how, how, how I met you guys? I don't even remember. <laughs> you even remember? I, I think it was Spurgeon <laughs> Fellowship. Yeah, no, it wasn't that. Okay.
1: Nope. I don't remember. Wait,
2: I don't remember. Maybe, maybe I should talk about it then. Yep. Maybe you
1: should. <laughs> Brent, Brent usually remembers. Yeah. These Are you like taking
2: a selfie right now? Or what do you? No, I'm do looking you know? at my,
1: you know what? <laughs> don't.
2: All right. Um, anyway, so uh, in 2015, and there's a whole backstory to this that, that probably we don't have time to get into today, but 2015, my family and I moved down to South Deschutes County um, to, uh, for me to pastor at Calvary Chapel Lapine. Pine. Uh, kind of long story short, they were without a pastor for a few years, and we had a few guys kind of filling in the pulpit um, you know, during that time, and um, to make a long story short, God moved our family down here um, the first week of 2015, first mm-hmm. week of January. And uh, we have a mutual friend uh, who reached out to me and said, hey, you probably need to find these guys, David and Brent. You probably would have a lot in common with them, and you guys might uh, uh, benefit from knowing each other. Was that Couch? That was. Yeah, our friend Ryan. Uh, said, you guys ought to meet. And so he told me about the coffee shop that he had going at the time. And um, I went into the coffee shop. And I think I met your wife. I didn't know she was your wife. But I mm-hmm. went in there like, hey, I'm looking for David. And it's like, David who? And I said, I don't know. I don't think Ryan even told me your last name. Oh, OK. <laughs> and, yeah. um, I think you happened to wander into the coffee shop shortly after. OK. Like, I was sitting there on my laptop doing some work. And I think you wandered in. And we had a conversation. And um, I think, Brent, I met you pretty shortly after that. And
1: we just started hanging out and spending some time together. I'm glad you recalled that. Story. Yeah. Because I, I would have just said
0: Spurgeon Fellowship. <laughs> well, I think that's when we first really kind of started to interact a little bit more was we would uh, drive over to the Spurgeon Fellowship at the Western Seminary. Mm-hmm. Um, the Western Seminary. Just uh, Western Seminary. The, yeah. The. <clears throat> the Western Seminary. Well, I think uh, we,
2: we had both been going to the Spurgeon Fellowship for yeah. years not knowing each other. So we kind of right. had that in common that we, we eventually discovered.
0: Yep. So yeah. we, yeah, drove over, got to know each other even better. He yeah. got to meet Glenn twice. Yeah. <laughs> There's a whole story there too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, then we
1: realized if we're all coming from Central Oregon to Spurgeon Fellowship, it probably makes sense if we all yep. drove together. Right. So I think I think that's really where the relationship started tightening up was maybe right. the drives over and the drives back.
2: Yeah, and we just started hanging
1: out, you know, mm-hmm. as, as time went on. and you Got know, a few and, things in common. Had some,
2: yeah, we discovered had a lot of things in common really, <laughs> yeah, as yeah. time time went on and... Um, you know, I, I was a I was a Calvary Chapel guy that had uh, <clears throat> had turned reformed and kind of was in the, in the little bit of a closet here, over Here, that And all three of us, right? And that's your guys' story too. And and uh, you know, eventually came to a place where I could say that out loud. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, and um, you know, we just kind of always talked about as time went on, like it'd be cool if we could you know work together more closely. And mm-hmm. you know, I just as time went on, we started spending more and more time together. Yeah. Um, do you remember how the idea of merging churches came up? I'm, yeah, I'm well, I think,
1: specifically at you. I think we talked. To, I think we talked for a long time with you about. Uh, oh, it'd be fun if Chad came up, you know, and became part of our team. And so it was always kind of that was always the thought was it'd, it'd be cool to to take Chad and stick him, you know, onto onto our team. But but it didn't make sense. You had people down there that you loved you. Had a building you were in. You had ministries going out of the building, like the warming center and all that stuff. It, it just never seemed right. So I think there was just a day where we thought, well, what if we went and helped him? So because that's kind of our model. And I think we had recently tried that. We had tried to merge or or rescue or whatever you want to call it another church at that time. That went kind of sideways, and it was really weird. And so we were kind of coming off of that, and we were. Um, not anxious to get into something else, but we just started thinking right. a little different after that whole experience. So I think that was it. it. was like, hey, what if we went down and we're able to help him?
0: Well, so, and I know that we'd, we'd always kind of had a heart for Lapine, but there's so many churches down there. The idea of going right. and planting a door flag, you know, and becoming church number 30 or whatever it happens to be. I mean, it's a lot of churches. Didn't make sense. Um, and... I don't know. I just remember David at one point saying, "You know, maybe we're thinking about this the wrong way. Maybe instead of Chad coming our way, we're supposed to go his way." And so he kind of floated that idea by you. And and as I remember, your it was kind of like I thought you'd never ask kind of kind of a thing. Like it made a lot of sense because we've been you know when you find somebody that's like minded and clicked so well um, to find a way to do something together is kind of a cool thing, and that's. Yeah. That's more or less what happened.
1: And yeah. you were in a weird predicament because like you said you were more reformed already at that point but you're flying under the banner of Calvary Chapel. And so it right. was kind of a weird it was almost like how do how do I transition? Or, right. I'm not sure what was going through your head but maybe you knew a transition had to happen somehow.
2: Yeah, well there there was it was kind of a long slow burn for me kind of, you know, moving into more reformed theology. And, you know, within Calvary Chapel circles, you know, they, they say that, you know, we don't take on this label or that label. And, you know, we kind of fly down the middle is what's written, but what's unwritten is that we're definitely not this label yep. over here, yep. you know? And, and so it's kind of a little bit of a bad word, you know, to, um, you know, to say that you're reformed or reformed leaning or, you know, how, whatever people want to stay yep. and say, um, and you know, there, there was a point where, um, you know, Tony and I, Tony was, was a co-pastor with me. Uh, in Lapine, where we just kind of saw maybe some writing on the wall that you know people have been leaving the church, mm-hmm. uh, and I think like Lapine's an interesting dynamic because nobody's from there; everybody's from somewhere else, and and so kind of our dynamic was you know a lot of people coming from elsewhere, particularly Southern California, and they're kind of used to a, a particular you know brand of Calvary Chapel mm-hmm. with you know an, an older guy. Yeah, they're a all coming shirt, from Costa Mesa, you know? <laughs> right? They're, they're all looking for you know somebody <laughs> like Chuck Smith. Yep. And, you know, I think over time, you know, people kind of figured out that that wasn't me. Yeah. And because
0: of the Hawaiian shirts? I had <laughs> a Hawaiian shirt phase. because through Thessalonians. Yeah.
2: No, I didn't do that either. Okay. But I did have a Hawaiian shirt phase. That's a long time ago, and we won't talk about that. But uh, wow. I, I wore almost exclusively Hawaiian shirts for a while.
0: I don't think I want to hear anything more about my Crocs from you at this point, <laughs> just so you know. Oh, no,
1: those are not not even the same thing.
0: Mm, same ballpark. <laughs> I've seen some
1: good ones lately. They're being advertised a lot right now on... For Christmas? Yeah. There's some
0: interesting <laughs> styles out
1: there, Brent, you ought to take a look at.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: All right, Chad. So, so back to the conversation. <laughs> that was a commercial. Yeah. Quick
2: commercial. Um, yeah, yeah. so Tony and I both kind of realized that, you know, like the church was kind of dwindling. Um, I think during that time, like you guys, I had you guys come down one time. I did a series about uh, kind of the local mission of the local church and um, brought you guys down and interviewed you on a, on a Sunday morning. And I remember, you know, after uh, that happened, I had three different people independently come up to me and, and say, we're not going to plant a church, are we? Mm. And, and my response is, well, I, I hope so. You know, <laughs> why, why wouldn't you want to? And, and the response from all of them was, well, we're old and we're tired. Yeah. And, 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 like, there's a reality to that. I mean, it doesn't let us off the hook for the mission that God given us. Doesn't that kind of, like, sum up,
1: like, the, demo, the church demographic in Lapine? right I think there. so. We're yeah. old and we're tired. Yeah. And in that, they're saying, like, don't ask us to do something. Right. Other than come to church. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And and so, you know, that, that was kind of an eye-opening point for me and and realizing, and I think it was you, David made, I remember, I don't know if you remember this, but I think you made a comment about, um, you know, it seems like, you know, there's a car trying to be pushed uphill that's run out of gas Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, there was kind of a reality, you know, to that. Um, and, you know, I don't know how much time went on, you know, from that point to when we began to talk about coming together. I think it was a little while after that. It wasn't immediate. Yeah. Um, you know. Totally.
0: We, we were still licking our wounds from the other, like, yeah. the other merge. That yeah, we that so. yeah, that was a heavy hit.
1: Yeah, that was the other one was was really funky. So I think we were a little skeptical, but at the same time, we always had a heart, even before we tried to do the other thing for Lapine. But like Brent said earlier, like like the thought always stopped ten seconds later. Yeah, because it's like. They have 25 churches down there. They don't need 26. Yeah. Like, they need to figure their stuff out. Right. <laughs> like, they need to get it together down there. And so we we always wanted in, but didn't feel like it was justifiable. Right. And then, so when we started having conversations of, like, being able to come and help something that already preexisted, like, that made a lot of sense. That was super appealing
0: yeah. to us. Well, and the big so. difference between what we were trying to do in Lapine with Chad and what we were doing at the in the Riverwoods was the person we yeah, were merging gonna, with, we were actually on the same page with, and that we, we learned the hard way. You, right. You can't, you can't make that work if right, you're right. not. Well, so, and that
1: technically wasn't a merge. We were, it was supposed to be kind of a rescue. Like he was on his way out yeah. and we were going to take over. And then,
0: that was our understanding. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah, actually yeah, yeah. not what was really. No, there
1: but, was a lot of yeah. unknowns there. Correct. Things that weren't yeah. spelled out. But this anyway. made
0: so much more sense. And, and, and it, I mean the, the difference in the way that it kind of came together and the, the smoothness of yeah. it was night and day. Yeah. Well,
1: well, first of all, theologically, yeah. we were all on the same page. But but second of all, like we knew you, right. we knew you before we, had been we got involved. For probably five years. And you knew us the before we get involved, and so like there wasn't all these questions of character. Right. There wasn't all these like skeletons in the closet of how you operate or how we operate. Like we pretty much understood each other at that point. Right. And it was
0: like, oh, this just makes it's sense. weird when you find a kind of a plug and play person because we're weird. And we we know we're a bit of a unicorn as far as the way we think about church and the way we do right. things, and to find you know another weird person out there that yeah. that kind of thinks the same way isn't <laughs> yeah. it's not easy to do. No, um, but you know it's kind of neat the way the Lord finally opened our eyes and brought it together because mm-hmm. it was kind of a no brainer in hindsight. Yeah, but it mm-hmm. took us a while to get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think it, we were sitting around
2: your fire pit. I think one afternoon, and, and you threw out the idea like, what, "What do you think if we did this?" And, mm-hmm. and I think we all kind of had this aha yeah. uh-huh, like. Yeah, like, why, it, yeah. why did it take so long for this yeah, to come Yeah, what have we up? been waiting for? You know? Yeah, exactly. And it just seemed, you know, to make sense. Sure. Um, and then there, there was a process that kind of unfolded, mm-hmm. you know, from that point where, um, you know, on my end, it's like, well, I'm, I'm not the sole decision maker. You know, I have another pastor that, you know, needs to buy right. into this. And, and we both have congregations that, you know, would need to buy into this idea. Yeah. Um, you know, like, what, what did that look like? Do you want to talk about maybe what that the process that unfolded?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it just really came down to, you know, first we started meeting together to go through all of the concerns we might have. You know, what what are the obstacles? What do we have to work through? Yeah. Um, so we, we had quite a few lunches and just meetings where we, we kind of worked through that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It really – I don't remember it being a hard thing. Compared to – again, I'm just comparing it to what we tried to do with Riverwoods. And, sure. it, it, and that was just – I mean, literally – such a mess. I won't even go into the details. But there were times when people were getting their phones out and recording our meetings, you know, because it was that bad. Or yeah. We didn't trust what, you know, the other person. So it, it was really such a, I don't know, a pretty easy transition. I, I don't remember. I don't know what to say other than that. But it I think everybody kind of seemed like they they were on board and yeah. excited about it. it. It just seemed to make sense to everybody. So.
2: Well, there came a point where we brought the, the congregations in, like we started having discussions, and it was like we didn't make it necessarily public. I mean, not that it was a secret, mm-hmm, but, right. but we didn't announce to the congregations for a while that we were talking about this. But there did come a point where we announced to both of our congregations: "These are this conversation that's been started. Here's what we're thinking. Here's what we think God is doing." Um, you know, we just asked our congregations to pray and, mm-hmm. and get behind the idea. Yeah. Um, and, and there really wasn't
1: any resistance that I'm aware of on on either no, end of it. No, there was. Maybe a little maybe a little bit of skepticism in the back of the minds of some of our congregants because of mm-hmm. what we just came out of. Because we just went, I was literally gone for like four months from 3R to do this other rescue or whatever the heck it was called. I was preaching there regularly. I was there pretty much every Sunday, like trying to prep this thing yeah. and get some momentum behind this thing. And so, like, I think our people, like when we came off of that and we said, hey, we're, like, here we go again, That there was probably, but I mean, they didn't really vocalize it, but it had to be there. Yeah.
0: Well, there's also the question about who, who, who's this person you're bringing in? You know, we had five years of knowing you and, and and so, uh, a lot of it just came down to the congregation trusted us and, and your years did as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, without that, it probably wouldn't have gone so smoothly, but fortunately, um, even in light of what we just been through, they Mm -hmm. still, you know, threw their trust behind us and, and, uh, and it it really, I mean, it's been cool to see the way it's worked out, right? Much different than the other. Deal. Yeah. So, so it was three, three. That which we do not speak of. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> We're having a hard time, like, even talking
1: about it. It's no, funny. it's still a. <laughs> no, it's. It's still hard to believe. Does that stick in your, your craw? Oh, yeah. it,
0: it sticks fully in my craw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your yes. craw, daddy? Yes. I don't even know
1: what a craw
2: is still. I don't uh, know. I don't know but, but things get stuck in it. That's about all I know about yeah. craws. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. sound good. No. No. Um, so anyway, so that happened three years ago this month that, that we had our first service as, as the door at Lapine. And so we've used over the years the the term merge, but but really it was more of kind of a friendly takeover than it was a merge. (laughs) Um, You know, like like we didn't take, you know, two sets of churches and kind of take ideas from both and bring them together. You know, Calvary Chapel line, Lapine folded up into the door. Yeah. Um, and, And so really it was in that sense not, Maybe merges at the right word
0: um, well partly that's because you'd already come to the conclusion that you weren't a Calvary Chapel you right. were going to change the name and the branding anyway right. uh, you knew that wasn't fair to people that are coming in expecting it to be one thing when you knew it wasn't right. that anymore so
1: it was really a relaunch and a rebranding yeah yeah
0: like all at the same time and a, and a merge
1: and it's kind of a bunch it was kind yeah. of a bunch of things mm-hmm. thrown into a blender talk about the idea for a second
2: I didn't, I didn't I didn't have this in my list of questions but talk about the idea of replanting of replanting yeah i mean we kind of consider this a bit of a replant. well
1: so so like kind of what brent just said like there, there were already components that existed inside of what you were doing down there with calvary chapel that um like the writing was already on the wall and so it, it just made sense you know when we came together that um that you just give it a whole new paint job yeah right like everything about it should change now <laughs> so what it, it was in that sense a a replant or or a plant. It was like this is actually gonna be a clean work that we're 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 cutting from this work and we're doing a brand new work. Yeah. Even though some of the faces were the same and and whatnot. So yeah, I mean it, it was kind of like a replant. And so what we did because we knew that it needed to go from old to new and it needed to actually be a line that was drawn, we changed where we met. We changed obviously the the name and the look or whatever, the branding, whatever you want to call it. I mean, we kind of changed everything so that it, it looked, so that it stated like this is different. Yeah. So I guess it was a replant in that sense. And, and I think a or difference, a you know, kind of when I,
2: you know, during my time there I was kind of more of a, like, kind of slow burn over time. Let's, you know, maybe make some yeah. changes. Um, and that I don't think was effective. And, oh. you know, you guys came in and it was more of a kind of rip the Band-Aid In a good way, like in a a way that I think was needed, Uh, you know, like just, let's just rip the bandaid and and be a new thing, you know, kind of overnight. Yeah. Let's just get it out there because you
1: you don't want those people lingering. I mean, that's part of the thing is if people aren't going to get on the bus and, and know what it is that they're having to get on the bus with, then, um, like it's, then it's a slow burn, like not, not in a good way, in a bad way Yeah, where you got people hanging out, they start actually causing issues along the way as they start, you know, lights start going on that this is like this and not like, so it's like, let's just let every, it was for us and for them. Right. Right. We knew that it needed to look completely different from the start. It's like, let's just cut through it. But also for their sake, like just out of respect for them, let's tell them what this is and what it isn't right off the bat. Like right. let's not, let's not dangle them, anything in front of them. So yeah, I think that's part of the reason why we did it. Yeah. No, and and and
2: I think kind of on this end of it, like, you know, I think that
1: was needed and, and, and right to state to the community at Lapine also. Right. Like, this, is this is a new, this is a new work coming in. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and so, you know, I, I had a strong conviction even before meeting you guys about, um, you know, a co-pastor model plurality of elders. And it's kind of funny. I was talking to a, a good friend of mine last night. We talked for probably an hour and a half on the phone about this very thing. He just had some questions about, um, you know, a co-pastor, he's a pastor buddy as well. And he's looking at maybe implementing a co-pastor model in his context. And, called, uh, you know, wanted to pick my brain, you know, as a guy that's tried to do this in a few different contexts mm-hmm. to, to varying degrees of success <laughs> and anyway, it just was an interesting conversation. And so, so our model is, is maybe not super common. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was one of the things that drew us together, we should write a is, book. you know, sharing that conviction. I, I told my buddy <laughs> that, that he can read our book when it's done. I told Jim <laughs> when,
1: when, uh, Levi's dad, Jim was here the other night, he was, dude, he was so excited. He goes, yeah. do you have anything like any, any outline? Like, can I hear the outline? And, like, he was, like, excited. He's like, can I endorse it when yeah. it's done? <laughs> That's <nice. laughs> anyway. That's nice. We might, not, we might have bigger
0: names. Yeah. You know, so yeah. we'll, have to, we'll have to weigh that Tell out. Them Come there's on. A, there's a chance. You know, <laughs> Jim Turner? I'm kidding. Come on. I <laughs> uh, don't think we'll have any. <laughs> we'll have one endorsement.
2: Right. And so kind of going into this, you know, because we have this conviction of, of co-pastors, you know, plurality of elders model, uh, we were looking at now having, you know, two, two churches called the door. And, and we live, kind of our geography is that the churches aren't very far apart. They're about 12, 15 miles apart, um, you know, in south Deschutes County. And, you know, we went into it with this idea of, you know, kind of three pastors pastoring two churches. Let's talk about that a little bit. What were some of our thoughts going into this thing about how that might look? And how
0: it might work. Well, I mean, we actually kind of said we were going to have one church with two locations mm-hmm. was was our goal. Yeah, um, thinking that we would somehow be able to to make that work. Um, but the longer that it went on, uh, we recognized that's. It's funny because you kind of write up on paper and in your mind how it's going to be. Yeah, and then the Lord kind of determines how it's going to be. <laughs> and so we've we well, even had to biblically shift a bit.
1: right. Like we thought it was right biblically. Even yeah. you know when you when you kind of think of Acts in the early church, you think of a bunch of cells like let's say around Jerusalem or around Corinth, you've got a bunch of little house cells, but they're all very much like in tune to what's right. going on with each other. Like there, there seems to be a connection. I think that's one of the things we always hated when we look at right. just the landscape of the church today is that it's so competitive. It's so it's so fragmented. They all like ignore each other. Like there's hardly any unity. There's hardly any gospel being done together. Everybody's vying for position. Yeah. Everybody's vying to be the big church in the community. And I, and I think because of our hate and disdain for that, right. we, we had this idea that I don't think is not altogether biblical. I just, I, I just think we learned some other lessons, which yeah. we'll probably get to along the way, that helped us go like, Practically,
0: this this isn't as easy as you think it's going to be. Right? It, the truth is that even if you have one location with two services, uh, same you know, thing. It, you you really end up with the same, same thing, thing because you have you have different people at different services, yep. and and you you foster two different yep. identities. You're so planning you, two churches on top of yeah. each other. So this almost. is kind of the it's yep. more or less like we have two two services, even though they're 20 miles apart. Um, yep. But but it, even the demographic, you know, it's funny. It's only 20 miles or so, but that the people are so different in both locations that yeah. you really. I I don't know how to how to explain it other than it just it didn't the, the one the one church idea didn't really work. So that was
1: the primary th- lesson we learned in yeah. it was like even though it was, you know, 15 minutes from lo- from door to door <laughs> they were completely different communities. Right. They were com- yeah. completely different right. types of people with different needs. And so what's coming out of those doors to the community are different even. And so it's hard for the the two to relate. And I still think I still think it's valid, you know, for the for right. those those two communities to come together on as much as they can you know but but it's so hard like the it's almost like people need to be taught that they almost need their hands slapped like they don't want to do that it's weird some of what we've heard come out of people's mouths um with this this weird like you know family analogies yeah like stepchildren and stuff and it's like we're not like why do you have this you know idea that uh, we love you less or, you know what I mean? Like, right. like, stop being weird and just come and love your brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, it's it's a weird thing, man. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, my brain started going different directions. No, right no, there, that's so. good.
2: Well, t- talk about for a minute then kind of resource allocation. Like, so we've got, you know, here at 3R what we would kind of consider maybe the mother church. Uh, it's bigger, right? And so there's more resources available. The okay. Pine is uh, smaller and, you know, has struggled over the years to kind of get its feet under it in, in a lot of ways, um, you know, I think in the last few years, there's definitely more stability than there was, you know, prior to that. But, mm-hmm. but what does it look like just kind of resource sharing between churches in our context?
1: Well, I would, I would argue that's a practical example of, of how it's one church in two locations. Yeah. <laughs> like there, the, there's still, there's still some of that that exists and that's how, yeah. is that we're not looking at our money and resources and going, well, that's not us down there. So we're we're not going to do anything for them like right. w- like this this Antioch is kind of what it is. You said mother church. It's kind of like an Antioch yeah. because they have the resources. Like they should be taught to f- further and share the resources for the sake of the gospel, whether it's in their immediate community or not. And mm-hmm. so um, we've totally bought into that here, um, where we you know we're happy to trickle stuff down there and yeah. make it happen. So so th- it is happening on levels the right. the one church and two communities.
0: Yeah, there's some things that make a lot of sense to share resources and other, other things that, you know, we can do on our own. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, right now, the more of the, the money to pay for salaries and so forth comes out of 3R. And yet we've actually allocated more uh, pastoral resources in Lapine right now because it's a, it's a newer work being established. And so you you both are there more often than uh, you're in 3R. The only time you yeah. come to the Sun River location is when you're teaching and the rest of the time you're there. And, and again, it's just more of a, you know, we, we've done that intentionally. To try to make sure that that's, you know, growing at a better, you know, more more stability right. and all that kind of stuff, but it's not. Nobody's really. Every once in a while, the question comes up about that. We do have different bank accounts, you know, so we keep the the finances separated. But yeah. um, if there's a need, we just kind of take care of it. It's it's all it's all kind of the same thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah there was a, a significant you know outlay from you know Three Rivers financially initially to mm-hmm. kind of relaunch or replant or whatever, you know, phrase we want to use there. Um, you know, you guys put up a lot of money, um, you know, to to make that happen and, um, you know, have continued to, you know, share resources as the mother church to mm-hmm. support, you know, the, the baby church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right thing to call it. but Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, what is, are there any other kind of thoughts we had going into this that might be different three years after
0: the fact besides the kind of one church, two locations? I would definitely say the 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 way we kind of imagine lapine um, growing and and um, kind of the who who it would attract and all that kind of stuff. Um, we had something in mind, I think, and then the Lord had something in mind, and, and yeah. so uh, part of the deal with with Neighbor Impact coming in and saying we'll buy the building, but you have to use it for um, the warming center for homeless resources. It, it kind of changed. Kind of, the, you know, basically the mission of, of the church at that point, because you really can't attract families and kids and some of these kinds of, you know, the stuff normal, you know, churches normally go with. Go after those folks when when you're going to focus on more of that demographic, and so yeah. so you almost have to um, refocus, you know, what we're going to be about and who we're going to be for and and how we're going to do this based on that. So that yeah. that's been kind of a a definite learning curve, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's a
1: lot of things I did not i've learned a ton of things i didn't know if you were going to ask that question yeah, or, or if, if this is that question Yeah, this or, is
2: that question so
1: yeah so like i i i kind of did the formulaic thing when we rebranded and, and did the relaunch down in lapine um and and part of it was a little bit pride and confidence um that you know if you build it it will come And right. and 3r was so like primed for it when it was time like everything was right everything just seemed so effortless and it was funny because i would talk with church planning buddies um, I'm in a church planning network where you talk with guys who church plant and you're just hearing all the horror stories and all the wounds that they have from church plant. And I would sit in those meetings and be like, ours was stinking effortless, man. I slept through it, you know? And so I kind of did that going to Lapine. And so I was thinking like your typical church model, you know, which is I'm going to get the biggest place in town. And it will fill because it's the biggest place in town and we're going to have a cool logo and we're going to have, you know, uh, you know, get kids programs set up and people, you know, ready to do that. And, and we kind of did that. We got the biggest yep. place in town and um, there was no justification for it when we launched <laughs> at all, you know, and and uh, all these things. And they all just fell apart one by one. You know, I mean, COVID hit right afterward and and everything else. And, and it's exactly what you what you said. Is that the whole time? I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Right. The whole time, God's just saying, "No, I'm not doing this here. I'm doing this here," and then you know, creating all the obstacles and the detours and off ramps and on ramps and everything else to get us to what He was doing. And so, um, I, there was a lot of frustration for me in the first couple years of Lapine because you watched. Everything that you thought was supposed to happen not happen. Right. So now I, I can relate to these other church planners. <laughs> um, but what's come out of it and where he's moved us to is so much better. It's so it's so much better than anything I would have planned for or said. Like this is what we're going to try to accomplish. Like it, it's just awesome what God's done.
0: <laughs> so. It seems like churches don't pay attention to that. They uh, don't. You get an idea. We, we're going to move into the best part of town where the money is, yep. and we're going to we're going to grow this. And you huge... stick to the model. You no stick matter to the what, model, yeah. right? Instead of looking at what God has placed in front yes. of you, and really who He's called you to 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 minister to. So right. in Lapine right now, there are churches that are. <coughs> Attracting families and have great kids programs and all those kinds. Of, the only thing that's really churches are one and,
1: one church that attracts families
0: and has kids programs. Yeah. But the thing that's been missing down there is um, kind of something for the underdog, something for yeah. the yeah. Um, you know the people that nobody really yeah. wants to focus on. Yeah. And and God has especially kind of set us up for that down yeah. there. And and every church should have that mindset. You know, we should all be for the underdog and we should be open to, to sure. for people. To, but it's like that's kind of the. Between the Warming Center, the AA groups, the NA groups that meet there, it's a hub for kind of the down and outer a little bit. Um, now, that the downside to that, of course, is that unless you get the people in the church to buy into that, um, you're going to have some friction. And we've seen some of that already because it's definitely right. outside of some people's comfort zones. Yeah. But when you kind of realize this is what God's doing and is what he's called us to and embrace that, it's yep. neat to see, you know— Kind of the change that happens even in us as leaders with it. Well, and then you yeah. start
1: you start seeing the right people coming and staying too, right? Mm-hmm. When you just admit to that and say this is what we are, when you identify what God has made you, yeah, then you're then you're able to attract the right people for the job. Yep. But yeah, mo- most of the people that have been involved and watch it watched it evolve into what it is are, are the the demographic you started with. You know what I mean? Like we're old. I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so we've <laughs> we've we've just seen one person after another leave. We've just seen uh, you know this thing. Uh, trickle down over the years, um, but the the new breed now that we've I think kind of concentrated our identity and we realize what it is and we're we're proud of what it is and we're putting it out there. I think I think now we're starting to see the right people trickle in. Yeah, to that. Yeah, absolutely. Because lapine doesn't have a lot of that, and no. there are you know God has people out there that are going like this is fantastic. You know, I want to be a part of it. Right. So it's never going to be a big church or anything, but you know. Whatever.
2: Yeah, but it's been cool to just see things evolve and, um, you know, see people evolve yeah. and see thinking change. Um, and, you know, just it's exciting always to be a part of
0: what God's doing. And I think we
2: all have a sense that, you know, we are a part of what God is doing. We totally are right um, now. Well, it,
0: not even is it not going to be a, a big church, but it's not going to be a financially healthy church probably. Because, again, you're not attracting, you know, wealthy people. I don't know. I mean, it's just, it, we always have what we need, but but even the way that God's taken care of that, yeah. between the resources that are available through you know, the Antioch Church and 3R, yeah. and then you know because Neighbor Impact has partnered with us to make some of this stuff go, it's been just amazing to see everything's there. Everything we yeah. need is there, and it's been taken care of. And yeah. so God really does bless you know, the work that he's assigned for yeah. you to do uh, when you're willing to kind of almost... You know, say "uncle" and submit right. to it. It's, it's funny because
1: it really is the opposite on every level of of what we look at as a successful church in America. Yeah, and it's exactly what God's doing, right? <laughs> like, it, you know what I mean? So, like, it, it's super cool. I'm yeah. learning a lot of lessons right now. Yeah, and I'm di- I'm kind of digging them. You know, I was you know I was wanting to stick a gun in my head for a while, and, <laughs> and now I'm not. So I, I well, good, glad for yeah, that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> When you, when you think about who Jesus partnered with and who he hung out with and who he ministered to, um, it just there's something about it that is yep. encouraging. It, oh, it yeah. seems like a lot of that, uh, yeah. something he would really yeah. smile at and be pleased with.
1: Well, it's funny because we'll read our scriptures and, you know, like like even what we're teaching through right now, like the section in Matthew 9, we'll read some of the scriptures of him, you know, eating with people that he shouldn't be or hanging out with people he shouldn't be. And we'll think that is so awesome. <laughs> but but Perfect. don't like none of us want like want to do it right. we think it's awesome cuz we're not doing it yeah. and when we see it done we're like the pharisees we're like this is stupid like what are you guys doing you're like blowing this church up you know what i mean and it's like well you just read that and thought it was rad like you don't like what it looks like or feels like or you know what i mean it's right. it's it's so like us you know, to nod our heads at things in Scripture, and then say, "Just don't ask me to do it." Right, and and Lapine is doing it. <laughs> like it, it really is the what would Jesus do thing. Like I can, I could see him having a a, a weird, messed up little church like we have down there. You yeah. know, and just being happy as a clam, doing exactly what he should be doing. Right, you know. So. And at the same time, like God is doing things here at 3R, even though it's a completely
2: different dynamic oh, totally. and a different kind of set of people, totally. um, you know, well, different, different needs different in the community, community. yeah. Yep. different needs, you know, yep. those kinds of like God, God's doing, you know, places in both. Yep. Um, and and, and they don't look the same. They don't look the same at all. Yep. Um, and, and we're in the kind of unique position as pastors over at all to to see both and to see what God is doing, you know, all around. Yeah, so that's for pretty, sure. Pretty exciting. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, the cookie cutter approach to church doesn't doesn't really work. You can think that you know if this worked here, it'll work there. And we've had to learn and adjust. Well, and, well, and it could yeah.
1: if you push it hard enough. Sure, right? Like like you can't like. There's a hundred ways to build a church or cause a church to look successful. Right, um, but. I don't. I don't think any of us find joy in that anymore. I, I think we're we're ready to
0: to really experience. Well, in order something to, in different. order to the, do that in La Pine, the template. you would you would basically have to say, okay, we're we're going to ignore this segment of this the, that God's called us to oh, minister totally. to, and focus on this other market to them. Build yeah. the programs. Build. You could probably build a very successful church. No, yeah, you could with yeah. God outside of the totally building, could. saying, hey. Do you totally want to pay attention to any of what I'm doing over here? Yep, right, and, and I, I know that it could be that way, but and I understand why it's the appeal is there to do the other because it's a lot more comfortable, right? It's a lot cleaner, yep. a lot less messy, um, all the things that I like the most, <laughs> quite frankly. But yep. but then you know what, what is God
2: doing and what does yep. He want from us? So yep. yeah, and it's even been cool to see as you know people that we know have been pushed outside of their comfort zones, mm-hmm. um, but have hung in there. As Only. they're being pushed outside of their comfort zones, you know, and, and that's been a neat thing to see as well. Yeah. Um, in the home stretch now, what, what, why don't churches merge more often? Why, what, like, that doesn't happen very often. And I think we we all kind of felt like what we were doing was was pretty unique. Um, there, there's no books written, I don't think, on churches merging, um, or if there are, they're not
1: popular books. Um, why, why do you think that that doesn't happen more you go. often? <laughs> I we talked about yep. this a couple of weeks ago. I think a lot of it is ego, because you're looking for cooperation on levels, right? If you're merging, it's it's a co- it's a co-op, right? 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 It's something that you're doing together, um, yeah. and so I think that's a struggle with different ideas. You know, we we saw one guy mm-hmm. uh, close to us <laughs> try to do that twice. You know what I mean? <laughs> two different times. One he tried to merge yeah. with two different people. Um, I think, I think theology is part of it. I think it's really difficult to find someone who actually, you know, really, really holds and regards scripture the same way right. on the essentials. Um, and so there's, there's always that thing I think that can rip you apart and, and get in there and, and start to cause problems. Right. So theology is probably part of it. E- Ego is probably, probably part of it. And, and again, I, I think that just the mentality of, um, uh, just the fragmentation mentality that the church has um, is, I think, part of it. Because yeah. again, because again, it's a it's a cooperative thing, and it's like I don't want to go cooperative yeah. with this. Like, you, again,
0: you have to find somebody that's that's willing to kind of to put themselves aside, you you go to. and all that. Because uh, and and hats off to you, um, because when we came into this, you know, we've been here from the beginning, and you walked in, and and it could have been I don't know. It, it takes a certain Kind of an individual mindset to be able to blend into a, a system that's it already does. established sure and uh, well you and,
1: even let me let us call most of the shots like the decisions yeah. going in like you you really kind of said yeah go ahead and and build it from the ground up like do your thing implement your stuff like there wasn't any weirdness man yeah like you were super gracious with um, what mm-hmm. what you thought God was doing well part part of it for me was, was one I was like I felt like God was in it Right.
2: Yeah, there you and go. so just, you know, yeah. got to go, go with it if God's yeah. doing this thing, you know, but the other part of it for me, so, so as much as you talk about, um, you know, kind of the, the hit to your ego and, you know, things not going the way that you thought right. they would go on the outset for me, it, it was a little bit of a boost, yeah, <laughs> kind sure. of the opposite side of the coin, sure. uh, feeling like, okay, maybe this wasn't just me that, you know, like maybe it wasn't necessarily my failure, yeah. not saying I was perfect, you know, far from it but not saying that, you know, maybe this thing didn't blow up, you know, under my leadership because right. I had failed at something. Um, it just, you know, God, God was doing a thing right. um, and, and, you know, um, you know, pretty quickly on when, when we first met, like, I just really you know dug what you guys were doing and um, yeah, I mean, it just, God, God did a thing in that. And so it really wasn't, wasn't difficult
1: on, on my part to, uh,
2: <laughs> you know, just let God do what he was going to do and see yeah. how it
1: unfolded. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, even people-wise, excitement-wise, I mean, we launched, you know, with, you know, 70, 80 people a service, you know, which didn't last long. Right. (laughs) Um, But that, and that's another one of the things I would, I definitely learned that I would do different is the core group was too big. There was, there was people that were involved in the core group when we went from here down to there that shouldn't have been. And I even knew it i just thought okay you know whatever like they want to come and, yeah and so and and i definitely would would do that different next time because some of those people were people that that weren't right for it and i knew that but sure. i thought well it's going to be more bodies initially and, and yeah, more we hands and more feet, mass so you know so yeah that's another one of those hard lessons i learned was just yeah. what what you do with the core group and who's involved with the core group like well, you i think the right this is kind of probably
2: worth mentioning too another you know Part of, you know, the reasoning behind that is that, you know, because the communities are so close, um, you know, you guys had, you know, maybe 25 or so people that, yeah. you know, lived in, in Lapine or closer to Lapine mm-hmm. that were fellowshipping here at Three Rivers. And so the thought was, you know, if we could shuffle those people down that way, that would help build a critical mass. Mm-hmm. And that was part of what led to the core group, you know, being as large as it was. And, and you know, obviously a lot of those people ended up not sticking around and, yeah. you know, kind of falling away. Yeah. But but there was that dynamic present as well for sure. Um, you know, thinking that we could build a critical mass pretty quickly, and, and we did. Um, yep. But then then the pandemic hit, and, and a lot of things changed yeah. know, from that point on. Again,
1: God just redirected it all. He just had different plans, and it just you know it took a while to see it all right.
0: unfold. But yeah. it is really cool though when churches can find a way to merge because we're, I think we're better. We're better for it. Yeah. Um, we have a better team than we had before. We have you know uh, more more. We're a little bit more spread out as far as our reach now. Uh, with two locations and you know and and just the way we support each other and and um, enable each other to kind of keep on keeping on right uh, as a team well, is and much that works better with, than being a lone yeah. ranger guy. Yeah. yeah, and that works with three of us in
1: two locations right now, yeah, that are not that far apart. But if we do what we all desire to do, which we want to continue to be a church planting church or a church merging church or whatever God puts in front of us, then we're not going to be able to um, function the three of us, the way that, right. that we have been. And so you, you're definitely, you know, uh, relying on God to, to bring the, the components and, um, the pieces. So, which he yeah. will, if he's doing something. He right. Will. It's not,
2: so, so we don't really know what it would look like
1: if we were to
2: plant another church in the future. You know, we don't even know where that would be and, and what the dynamic, you know, how, how that would change our, our current dynamic. Well, and it doesn't so,
1: even need to be a door, right? Like we right. never set off to start a franchise. Like, in fact, I think that was part of the conversation when we were talking about the merge with you was what do you want to do? Like, here's the options. Like, this can be a door, right. which means it's 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 probably going to have, you know, some predetermined right. characteristics to look a certain in way. place. Or, or this could, you know, be your own deal and, you know, we'll and we'll just, you know, help you with that as much as we can. And it'll have a different name and a different, you know, feel. And yeah. Um, so th- there's options. Like, it's not like it has to be the door going right. out everywhere we're, we're pro church planning we're pro the gospel going into places that it it doesn't currently exist so yeah. yeah whatever that looks like
2: um kind of going back to the question why churches don't merge more often the thing i was thinking uh, is like methodology matters yeah you know we, we sometimes would maybe consider that a, a non-essential but i think in the context of what we're doing um you know there needs to be a like-mindedness of of how we're doing, what we're doing, yeah. uh, at least to some extent. No, it's, a, it's maybe a great extent, essential. but like uh, yeah.
1: methodology matters. No, you're right. Yeah, I, I mean the theological component obviously matters, right. but but also if you're starting a new work or doing a new work or producing a new work, like methodology does matter. Like, like what's our goal? Like, what's our vision? What's our plan? And, right. and the way that you do, you do that absolutely matters. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, maybe final thoughts here. What, what would you say to, um, kind of both, you know, bigger Antioch type churches and kind of little struggling churches, um, you know, in terms of, uh, church planting, merging all the things that we've been talking about. Um, like I think a lot of times kind of bigger Antioch type churches are more interested in building up than out. They are. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, what would you say to those churches that their mindset is more building up than out? Maybe we'll start there.
1: I would say they drank the kool aid like <laughs> they drink the corporate um like model of success that that the that the American Church holds today, which is up rather than out. Yeah. I don't know how we got there, but we like Babel way more than Pentecost, you know what I mean yeah. and, and like if, if you read your Bible the the model is there, and it doesn't mean that there can't be big churches that exist. it doesn't mean that God sure. doesn't ever grow a large population in one place, but the model is always out, not up. So the church, church growth should always be thinking how far can we reach rather than how high can I climb? Yeah. Right. But that doesn't look successful. (laughs) Sure. And it doesn't necessarily bring in the money and it doesn't necessarily allow us to put the money where we want to put it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Don't even get me started. I'm <laughs> another serious, another podcast for another time. <laughs> it's another podcast for another time. Brent's probably got yeah. more to add to that.
0: Well, I just you just have to have the right perspective. Um you have to have an eternal perspective when it comes to this, you know, we are going to spend eternity together as brothers and sisters and, and, in fellowship, you know, and, and right now we're on mission. And, and yet we want to kind of cloister together and, and be selfish with it, each other and, and hold together in these little and cells. feel like
1: we're doing something great
0: while and, we're and, doing and, it. And, and good things can happen in those in those, in those yep, times. But can. the idea that, you know, you've got somebody that's wired the way David is, that's always going to be going out and, you know, and then you've got these people, we don't want to let you know, it, you got to be, kind of hold loosely right. to things and, and understand that there's something great going on here yeah. if we, if we allow it. And so letting people and resources move out and take, you know, more ground is something you almost have to ingrain that into the thinking yeah. of the church. And I know we started that way.
1: Actually we have, and some people aren't going to get it. <clears throat> right. Like no matter how hard you hit it, because we have had people leave here mm-hmm. because their, their pastors are being shared Yeah, because I don't just, get to come and and hear the same guy or see the same face every week. And again, that, that goes into the celebritizing yeah. mentality of the people. And that goes a whole different direction, but it, which is another reason why we don't want to do it. We don't want to share that, which is ours. Like, this is mine. This right. is my pastor. This is my guy. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's horrible. It's like a bunch of little kids, man. Yeah.
2: But, but to your guys' credit, you know, you've built that into the DNA. Well, we tried know, to, of the church because yep. you know, when this opportunity, came along to kind of fold the pine up into the people happen. were prepped for yep. it to some extent. And even though there might have been some that didn't get it or some yep. that had some issues or whatever, um, you know, it, it's a part of the DNA, you know, of the door that, that long before I came around that you guys had, had kind of built in. And we so,
1: built you know, it in right cool. away. Yeah. yeah. From the earliest days we would preach from the pulpit like someday you're probably not going to see me here. Right. You yeah, know, I right. mean as
0: long as you've got people that, that and uh, you know I'm, this isn't meant to be critical of anyone in particular, but if you've got the mindset the church is about me Yep. And, and that's, that's why you're going, you're not ever going to get this. You're never going to buy into this, but right. if you understand that this is about others and about the great commission, it, it just kind of changes the way you think about it. Sure. And so, you know, the landscape's going to change. The people coming in and out are going to change. Not everybody's going to like the door. Not everybody's going to buy in. Uh, we're going to see people leave. It's going to hurt. You know, we, we're, you know, that yeah. happens a lot, but um, if we stay kind of more small and, and more mobile and, and more, you know, kind of battleship like, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a bigger impact, right, and we're gonna maybe, have more options. Yeah, like like
1: yeah. when God moves, we're gonna have we're gonna actually be able to move with Him, right? Right, instead of
0: being anchored to all the things we've created. <laughs> Even the idea yeah. of this, this this big machine that has to be constantly maintained and fed. Three uh, hours become more that way over the years, but it still isn't like it's not that. I mean, if all the giving went away, yep. we it wouldn't necessarily you know. We're okay. It, yeah. It's like yep. we didn't build it on happen to have a, a you know a ton of money coming in all the time, yep. and and it's you know as time goes on it gets harder to kind of do that. But I think that's kind of the mindset. Even same right. same with Lapine right now, it's not fully dependent on that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, which is cool.
2: Every club in the world it seems like exists for the purpose of its members. But one of the things that makes the church different is the church exists at least in part for those who aren't a part of it yet. No doubt it, it should, and, and yeah. we have to get that you know that mentality uh, yeah. ingrained in us that. Um, you know we exist in part for people that that aren't here yet that, that God is calling, you know. Um, maybe final question in the last couple of minutes. So uh, so smaller churches that are struggling, you know part part of what led to this idea of us emerging churches was really just born out of our relationship, out of our friendship, and that we spent time together that you know that we as pastors you know valued connection with other pastors. Um, you know there's a lot of a lot of pastors, especially smaller church pastors that I know that, that are isolated sometimes it's intentional, sometimes it's not yep. necessarily intentional, but you know, this, this opportunity came about in large part just due to, um, you know, us valuing connection with other pastors. Yeah. What, what would, what would you say to pastors of smaller churches that are struggling, uh, in terms of just networking connectedness and, and, you know, even opportunities that might come from, you know, those connections.
1: I would say just that, like you, you have to network. Like if you're, if you don't know any other pastors and you don't have like, um, halfway deep relationships with other pastors, then, um, then change that immediately. Mm-hmm. Like the networking thing is how we found like God works. It's probably the most practical way that he works with um, moving pieces around the board right. and um, redeeming things and um, making things effective going forward morphing things is, is through networking. That that did like a huge thing for us, even the Spurgeon Fellowship, the amount of people that we met over that, the amount of relationships and the things that have come out of that for the kingdom. Right. So, it's, so it's not like just, oh, we're getting together and, you know, we like each other and we're having a cup of coffee and talking like there's so much actual kingdom stuff that has come out of um, what God has done through that networking. And we even got, a, you know, another guy right now that's calling us from Canada with a small church up there. And he's at the he's at the same place. He's at a crossroads where these things are going through his mind. And he's he's going, what does God want me to like, what do I what do I need to do here? Yeah. And, and we're getting to. um Kind of share some of this with him and and counsel and why well because we met him at some pastor's conference at some point and we became friends and you know what i mean right. so now there's this ongoing like um you know tool in his belt and ours as a result of that connection um, that changes things that changes like you know options and opportunities that sure. we have as working pastors so yeah if you, you just need to be regularly networking with other like-minded that's also a helpful
0: yeah. component um, pastors so and I would say just opening it opening yourself up to the idea that there's there's more than one way to do this and, and maybe even a better way to do this because I think uh, most of the time a single pastor in a, in a small church isn't willing to ask for help or admit right. that he needs it or even you know that's a failure if you have to say hey I need I need more guys around me I need more um, and so just kind of checking your ego at the door and, and thinking maybe there's a better way to do this by bringing in multiple multiple guys um, I just think that solves so many of the problems that, that you see out there. If you're willing to do that, yeah, it's hard. You know, it takes more. You know, the money and the ego are the two things that seem to get in the way of all that. But um, and then, of course, following just finding called and qualified guys um, is the other challenge. But if you can do mm-hmm. it, definitely is a better way to go, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, good discussion today and good thoughts. Yeah. <clears throat> Anything that we didn't cover that you want to kind of last minute throw out there?
1: No. I do. I. 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 Uh, I do thank you for the way that I mean, just kind of reflecting on it right now. The way that you were willing to do what Brent just ended with—that you were one of those guys that was willing to think outside the box and go, "Hey, maybe maybe there are other ways, you know, to do this thing and accomplish it." And and you did that. Yeah. Well, well, you guys did the same thing. I mean, so, we all kind of—I you know, don't it's even know part where of we got our like-mindedness. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were a little crazy. We definitely yeah. felt like lone rangers when we in the early days thinking about these things and thinking outside the box and. Yeah. yeah, I kind of praise God that we actually, you know, followed through with it as best as we could when we had the chance to, and it wasn't all talk. Right. You know, you read these <laughs> books sometimes, and, and they're saying all the right stuff, and then you're looking at them, and they're you know they're practicing, and they're not. None of them are doing it. It's like you just said that you know you're promoting yeah. this this idea, <laughs> and no one's doing it. And we have to at some point ask ourselves why. Like, what's the point where these people they know what they ought to be doing, but but they're not walking in it. You know, yeah. it's just a weird thing. But yeah, I appreciate that you did. Well, it go, so. that goes
2: both ways because it was uh, you know team effort for sure.
1: Yeah, no, I I feel God yeah. has definitely put the team together.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yep. All right, Brent, you want to yeah pray for us, Father? Thank you that we get to uh, to do this uh, together, and, and mostly uh, you know w- with you involved at leading, leading. We know that this is going to we go the way it's supposed to as long as we. Uh, Kind of stay behind you and, and follow your lead. So continue to give us wisdom on how to to serve two locations the way we do. Uh, continue to grow uh, both locations in all the right ways, and uh, continue to help us to to rely on you a hundred percent for um, for for everything the door the door is, and give us more opportunities. We pray just uh, to reach those that um, don't know you yet, and we ask all that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. We'll see you not next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Have a great Thanksgiving.